Welcome to the Stick Niner Empire podcast. I'm Lucas McLaughlin here with Lucas Ortiz. And uh, Michael Rango is missing in action. No, I just talked to him. He'll be, uh, we'll be doing another segment with him. Um, he has had to work. So, Lucas, things are looking Yo. good. Playoffs and Purdy is, I mean, he just exceeds expectations. Like, the first half was pretty tough, man. That was a tough first half. I, I actually thought Seattle brought their A game. And then you just saw us run away with it. Just like you said it would happen. As far as the third quarter, by the time we got to the fourth quarter, you know, Purdy, you know, how could you even think about starting another quarterback? What do you think about what's going on with the offense? Yeah, I'm sold, man. I mean, uh, 11 in a row, this, this team is hot. Nobody wants to play us. We're going to the divisional round, probably as the, you know, other than the Chiefs and the Bills, the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. So I'm feeling good, man. The the, the Purdy keeps going, and it ain't going to stop. Uh, I think we're going to handle Dallas. We'll, we'll get into that a little more specifically later. But yeah, Seattle Seattle hung in there. They made it scary. I was a I was a lot uneasy in that first half. Yeah, just thinking you know we got to finish drives. We can't just you know we were moving the ball a little shaky in that that first quarter. But I think he kind of his nerves settled down and. Uh, the rain subsided a little bit, so it wasn't as, as slick of the ball. I think that may have played a little bit into some of those errant throws. But we were moving the ball, but we were just we weren't finishing those drives. We were getting Robbie Gold chip shots instead of touchdowns. Welcome back to the Stick Niner Empire podcast. Uh, we've got Mike Arango making an appearance here, um, working overtime these days. Huh, Mike, how you doing? I uh, just here at my other gig, brother. How are you doing over there in California? Pretty good. We had a pretty good show last night. We missed you. Oh, uh, man. The Brock Purdy continues to grow, my friend. Yeah. Field goal kicker for uh, Dallas. Maybe he'll miss a few more extra points this week if they get any touchdowns. I tell you what. I tell you what. Doing it, what, like five weeks in a row now? That This dude looks dreadful right now. And yeah, I'm surprised they didn't cut him, man. If he Four in a row he missed during that game. This is not the way you want to face the Niners coming up, man. Brock Purdy is really starting to step up his game. He did look a little jittery in the beginning of the game. He had, I think it was like three passes sail away from him. Yeah. Um, he did say it might have been the rain, but I think he was a little nervous. But man, the way he started tightening up after that, and even before he tightened up, man, one thing you just have to love about this kid is the way that he makes just great decisions. You you know, yeah. I, I don't, for some strange reason, they were getting a lot of pressure on him. And when they did, that's not really the strange part. The strange part is like it was like two, three plays in a row where he just ran up to the screen, did a little turnaround, threw the ball out of bounds. Yeah, it was, it, it was a little exhausting and a little frustrating to look at. But I'll be honest with you, at least he was making the right decisions. And you got to be thankful for that. But second half, as we both know, that kid took off, man. He was going through his progressions. And let me tell you something. I tell you what. Three TDs passing. I believe one rushing. And we but talked about how, how Ayuk should have had that last one, right? It should have been four TDs. Hit him in the hand. It really should have been. And it should've, he should have had six total. Because that other one to Jennings that sailed, he's wide open, dude. Yeah, yeah. That was another one, yeah. Can you imagine that? Imagine that kid walking away with five TDs passing, one rushing for his first playoff game ever. Man, there's something special about him. I don't know what it is, but yeah. he's got the it factor for sure. Yeah, he turns into Patrick Mahomes times two. So that's a good thing for us. And he has, he doesn't have, you know, Jimmy has like this beautiful throwing motion. 
and but it's always the same motion. With Purdy, he can be like sliding left, sliding right. He could be falling down and like throw around the fenders. He can throw from different angles. And these little type of things are making him a better quarterback and harder to defend, in my opinion. Let's talk about the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is actually going to be the number two soon. He's getting cleared by the doctors. He's going to be out there backing up Purdy. I mean, it's kind of exactly what Damon Bruce talked about, right? If, it's if a great anything, have. Gotta have I mean, him, right? I mean, if, if, if something happens, unfortunately, to Purdy, which hopefully will be fine. Comfort thing for us. There, what backup better is there to have? You know that the team will play for Jimmy. Yeah. They like Jimmy. Jimmy understands the offense, and he was probably playing at the best level in his career before, unfortunately, he got injured again. You know, there was a little resilience on this team. We know that we can win going down into the half. We know we can win going down in, in the, being down in the fourth quarter, which we've done already. Um, this team is battle-tested, and I think there's not any scenario right now where we can't overcome. Yeah, well, you know, the defense ended up looking really good in this game. And uh, back to the offense, Brock Purdy is just can't stop talking about him because we finished this game 41-23. to He has three touchdown passes, and... Man, that was almost the fourth touchdown pass. And, and he, he ran just, one in. On that Ayuk just almost five touchdowns. Hit his hands. You got to catch that ball, yeah. right? But the lead up to that throw, I mean, that was insane too. Unbelievable. Like, it was just a lot of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in, in that play. Uh, I think he was actually pushed out of the pocket to his left, spinned around, went all the way to the opposite sideline, stopped on a dime, backpedaled. And then just threw a dime perfectly to IU, hit him right in the hands, and he just dropped it. He must and, have been running see, around for six or seven seconds before he got that thing perfectly uh, to the corner of the end zone. No, that was about a 15, 20-second play. I mean, that was... Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, you, you're just, like, pulling your hair out, thinking, like, how do we get this kid down? How do we <laughs> How do we stop him? I'm sure a lot of people feel that way, the same way about, you know, like Mahomes and, and, and uh, Josh Allen, when they just, like, make plays out of nothing, extend, and you know, just throw these unbelievable touchdown passes on broken plays. So we got that now. We have our quarterback of the future. I, I just don't see Trey Lance going into camp next year unless something unfortunately happens to Brock as that, the, that's the, the thing one, about, the right? I mean, quarterback. Injuries, look what's happened to our team with the injuries. And we just got so lucky that this Mr. Irrelevant ends up being a gem and oh, a diamond in the rough. And he's getting better and better every time we go out there. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is actually ready to go, and he will be coming back as the number two, is what I heard today. So he'll be on the yeah, so on that's... the sidelines as the number two quarterback. But you know, just like Damon Bruce mentioned in our show last week, that's the best case scenario right now because because the injuries and the way things happen transpire in the NFL. Hey, we've got Jimmy Garoppolo. If anything does happen, we do have depth at that position. I think we have depth at a lot of positions. Of course, you don't want any of your stars to go down. Yeah. And at this point, I think you got to say Brock Purdy is a star with Garoppolo. Like he's shined at moments, but I wouldn't say he was the reason we were winning or that he's necessarily won the games. It was more defense, special teams, run attack. You know, those are the things that we were we were banking on. We got some big news this week, which I don't know is kind of under the radar, but uh, Rand Carthron. The director of player operations has been hired by the Tennessee Titans as their GM. So how does that affect our team, Lucas? I mean, is that something that's kind of bad timing because we're in the playoffs? Or do you think it's actually good because now we get those, I think we get a couple of third-round picks for that. 
move. So I, I don't think it really has anything to do with, with this season. Um, guys like that player personnel guys, they're the ones, I mean, he's one of the guys responsible for, for looking at guys like Brock Purdy and Spencer Burper. Like we don't pick up those guys unless, you know, you got player personnel guys looking at division one, double a all the way through, you know, these little small colleges throughout the country. Um, looking like, all right, who can we develop? Who's kind of an underrated player that we can get in the later rounds or undrafted free agents that are priority guys. And uh, yeah, like I think there's guys that can replace him. Um, You know, you have like Bobby Slowick, who's actually the guy that found Brock Purdy. Um, He's probably the the one most responsible for saying, Hey, like I really like this guy and said, Hey, Kyle, John, let's, let's look at this kid. Let's draft them. So you do want to have guys with an eye for talent. Yeah. It's gonna it's it, it's gonna be not great losing them, but at the same time we're getting some compensation back. And plus, and, we and, we've spent so much on McCaffrey, which really has paid off. But it's nice to get a couple of those picks back, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, we're gonna be getting round picks. Yeah, we're gonna be a third round pick in this next year's draft and a third round pick in the the following year. So it does make up for some of that that capital that we've been giving away to to get guys like Trey Lance and Christian McCaffrey. So you know, it's a fair. I think it's a fair trade off. And I love this rule. I feel like we're we're really good at giving opportunity. Um, the 49ers are to you know people of color, um, super diverse coaching staff. You know, D'Amico Ryan's, Bob Sal- Robert Sala the year before, Mike McCarthy um, was actually a, a minority hire as well, and we've gotten compensation for that. So it's given us some draft capital back that we've been trading away for some good players. Very true. Diversity is always. A good thing, and it's nice to see that these coaches that we cultivate are going out and, and becoming head coaches, even though we'd rather see them stay with the 49ers, especially with D'Amico. I think it's time to go around the horn. So the defense ended up having a really good second half, and it's, it's really easy to pick Bosa, but uh, I'll let you go first. I've got a couple different guys in mind here, so and then Arango is yeah. just going to have to you know pick up the scraps. Um, so a couple guys, couple guys stood out to me. I, I really loved Charles Amenu in this game. He had by far the biggest play of the game. I think we were still we we're only up by six at that point. Yeah, Seahawks were driving. They were in the red zone, and you know, if anything, they were at least going to score three points. He had a a sack strip play, which Nick Bosa recovered. But I mean, you gotta you gotta make the case that. He was the guy that was that was responsible for for turning that game around and, and really, you know, putting the the pressure on the Seahawks. I would think we went ahead and scored that game, scored on that drive off that turnover, and, and pretty much put the the game to rest. So Charles Amenu uh, had a couple tackles and was uh, just constantly being the the bat the the Robin to Nick Bosa's Batman throughout the game. So I'm gonna <laughs> give it to Charles Amenu, my uh, defensive player of the game. Nice. How about you? You know, it's easy to pick Nick Bosa. He's future Hall of Famer the way he's been playing, especially this he actually, year. He actually had a quiet but, game. I mean, you, yeah, I think he, but he's still he's always doing something that's benefiting this team. Right now, I'm going to choose Lenore. You know, people are trying to figure out who we could plug into his spot. He ended up getting a, a interception, and then they picked on Ward. They didn't pick on Lenore, so he actually had a really good game, and uh, it was nice to see. And and when he has a good game. That means that the secondaries were looking good out there because he's definitely been the weak link. But in this game, you know, he showed that he's uh, he's able to bounce back. And I think that uh, that's a great quality to have, which most of our 
defensive players do have that that ability to kind of if they have a bad game to bounce back and have a really good game is it's good to get his confidence boosted up before Cowboys come to town. Yeah, he had a really nice game. For the most part, Charverius Ward was following DK, and that's probably why they had some big plays. I mean, you know, he's a talented player. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. He's going to get his. On the other side, Lenore was typically playing mostly zone, and I think he did a really good job of of playing reads, getting into his zone properly, and then just making the play. Especially on that one interception, it looked like he saw the play the whole way, cut the route, and just made a beautiful play on the ball. Hands catch. Really just cemented the win. Um, yeah. Really, really, I, I, at that point, we were up a couple touchdowns, and I was thinking, all right, let's just get one turnover. One turnover in this game is ours, and, and that's exactly how it played. So, Lenore, good pick. We're talking with Mike Arango here, making a visit to this this week's podcast here for the Stick Niner Empire. Now, Mike, we did do around the horn, so I need you to pick a player, and we took – uh, uh, Lucas took a menu and I took, uh, oh, I took my guy. Yeah. And I know he took mine too, but then I took Lenore because he yeah, got picked on, picked on, but then he came back and had that interception and they didn't pick yeah. on him. They picked on Ward. I'm going to so, go with Armstead then because he's holding the, he, oh, yeah. you know, he's the guy who really is really vital to us holding the edge. He makes Nick Bowes a better player. And he had a few really good plays in this game as well. Um, you know, he had a lot of he, he had a lot to do with that pressure that was on that force, you know, on that four strip sack. He, he was there as well. So I'm going to go great with uh, pick. great pick. I'm going to go with Armstead, man. He does a lot for us kind of like undercover in a way. He doesn't get as much re- respect because he doesn't get the sack numbers, but yeah. he's not really that type of player. He, but you he is, realize like when he came back, he was gone for a while. And you yeah. realize when he came back, how much better Bosa and the whole line was. Yeah. And he, he is still is awesome against the run. Too. Don't forget, he still hasn't been 100. That foot's still been bothering him. Yeah. So I, I'm hopefully, hopefully by now it's getting better. You know. Yeah. Cool. And uh, let's get down in the trenches with Lucas Ortiz. Down in the trenches with Lucas Ortiz. Down in the trenches. We had a nice game on the ground. The offensive line. We're opening gaping holes as uh, as we saw with the the Christian McCaffrey run, where I think he ran for how much? What was it like about a sixty yard run before he was touched? So, so, yeah, yeah, something like that. Debo had some good runs. Um, Elijah Mitchell, you know, he came in and he he did his thing. He was he was running strong up the middle. Had a nice uh, TD catch on a broken play from Purdy in the yeah. in the red zone. And yeah, the offensive line, you know, other than a couple of coverage sacks, which you can't really put on them, um, they protected well. You know, yeah. Purdy didn't really didn't really have to rush the ball at any point. He did get sacked a couple times, but like I said, those are coverage sacks. Those are plays where, you know, nobody was open and he tried to extend it and eventually the 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 rush got to him. But um I really loved the way these guys run block. They they never give up on plays. You see him downfield making Second and third block sometimes. Um, what was it? The Debo Samuel play where he ran for for a seventy yard plus touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could see offensive linemen, you know, chasing down the play and still trying to get into into the action. And you know, that's what it's going to take to win a Super Bowl. You got to have guys like that on the line of scrimmage that are just dogs and willing to put guys on their back, no matter how long the play is, no matter you know where they are on the field. They they need to instill that sense of uh, physicality so 
um, eight plus game for the offensive line. Nice. Let's see if they can do it again against a much better defense in Dallas next next uh, next week. Um, they got some really good pass rushers and defense alignment. So I want to see it again. I want to see them, you know, repeat and, and maybe even be a little better. You know, we just had um, some guys injured in, in Aaron Banks, and you know, he probably wasn't a hundred percent, but I think he's going to be a little stronger next weekend. We're going to see even more yards on the ground. Let's get 300 yards on the ground. <laughs> nice. That would be well, sweet. You know, uh, speaking of guys going downfield, there's so many ineligible uh, linemen going downfield for Seattle. was getting sloppy. Yeah, it was crazy. And speaking of sloppy, we've got the those biggest... Are big, those are big plays. Those those yeah, cost them, huge. you know, some, some yardage and some first downs that... Um, for instance, when we had the strip sack, the play before was one of those... You know, it was a it was a positive play. It would have been probably a third and two, but instead it was a third and thirteen. And you know, that's probably a big reason why the the, the rush was able to get that strip sack yeah. instead of the third and two having to do a, a third and thirteen pass. It's a much different play. So, you know, those guys are uh, they probably get away with it a lot through the season. I, I kind of it kind of feels like Cal Shanahan was in the ear of the referees saying, "Hey, once you look at those." Offensive linemen, I think they're they're getting a head start and getting downfield a little bit more than than two yards, yeah. which is kind of like what they allow them to do. Now Dallas comes to town, and it's yes. interesting. They, they're lucky that that wasn't a close game. Wait, before we get to the, the guy missed four the game, extra points. Let me cut you right, off. Are you rooting for Dallas to win, or are you rooting for Tampa to come to? I want. I actually wanted Brady to win because we destroyed okay. him. So I, I thought yeah. it would be nice to like. Have him come back and try again. And uh, if it was close, they would have been firing that guy, I think, before the Niner game. So, And Prescott, you don't even know what you're going to get. Either he's going to be phenomenal Jekyll and or Hyde. awful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sounds like a, quarter, a quarterback we used to. You know, it's very similar to Garoppolo, right? You know, one, <laughs> one week he's he's a Hall of Famer, and the next week you know, he looks like he should be out of the NFL. So... I personally was rooting for the Buccaneers, but at the same time, I think it'd just be a little more gratifying being the Cowboys. Yeah, and just you know, it's a better matchup I think for us. Like, you know, it's someone that we haven't played this year, but we played last year. I like our odds. I like our chances. Like you said, you never know what you're going to get with Dak, and they have they have less weapons than the Buccaneers. I think Ceedee Lamb and Pollard are pretty much the only two guys I worry about. Yeah, Lamb's good. Um, He's really good. Even Ezekiel Elliott is is a kind of a shadow of himself. He he gets outplayed by Pollard and he gets more snaps. He gets more opportunities. So I think he's kind of the second running back now on the team. He's still an effective runner, but he's not the dangerous threat that Pollard is out of the backfield. And they've had some issues with their offensive line. So this should be interesting to see if we can really get to uh, Prescott mm-hmm. and get his jersey dirty and get some sacks and, and right. get the, keep that pressure going. And uh, I like the way D'Amico Ryan's called blitzes this year because they're unpredictable sometimes. Let's have a regular rush and we'll get to the quarterback. And then when he does send guys, they get there and they, they get home and they... Right. You never know who he's going to send. Fred Warner's a great blitzer. And even though they don't always get to the quarterback, I think a lot of times they make the quarterback get rid of the ball. Typically when interceptions happen, when quarterbacks have to get rid of the ball, a little earlier than they're used to or will want to. I've seen so many Dallas 49er playoff games at Candlestick Park, dating all the way back to 1981. Watched uh, Dwight Clark with the catch, and then 
Later on, you know, we had struggles in the early 90s with where uh, they came in and beat us, you know, Troy Aikman and uh, Emmett Smith. So, And then finally in 94, Steve Young finally had his, his day in the sun with Dion on the team and everything. So, uh, well, you know, used to seeing them in a championships fashion. So who do you think we will end up seeing if we beat Dallas? Would that Do you think the Giants and the Niners will face off in the championship game? Part of me wants the Giants in the NFC Championship game just because I know we'll get it at home, and I think we have the advantage there. You know, the, the Giants are a dangerous team. Their offense looks like it's really uh, coming on. And personally, I want to see the Giants, but I, I just I, I have a feeling it's going to be the Eagles, and we're going to have to go to Philly. We're going to have to beat them in the cold, bad weather with yeah. you know angry, bitter, nasty fans. <laughs> the and, worst. And then, uh, and then it's on to the Super Bowl. I don't know, how do you how do you see it? We really caught fire late here, and I think I like our advantage because they they have trouble uh, preparing for Purdy. You know, there's not a ton of tape on him. He's Mister Irrelevant. But now the things they are watching, they're going, oh geez, this guy can play. You know, like you said, they they he, he throws it over the top. Now they got to make sure that the safety's deep and uh, that they're covering because he can throw the ball, man. He's got a great arm and he's got some accuracy going on. He's doing his impression of Joe Montana out there to Jerry Rice. And so uh, I like I love that it's not Garoppolo because they know how to prepare for him, right? I mean, as much as I like they know exactly how to play it, right? You see every time he he throws a a touchdown pass, he's got like, you know, ice water in his veins. He's, you know, throwing guns. He's uh, stomping his chest. Uh, You know who really likes him and tweeted him after – after the game, LeBron James, he said, man, this Purdy's got game. Nice. And somebody, somebody mentioned that, mentioned that to him in the, the post game press conference. And he thought that was pretty cool. You could just see him light up. Like that's awesome. That's pretty badass. That's, you know, that's I when mean, you know, you made it when you got King James. Yeah, like, totally. Hey, know, if anything, I would say that Purdy needs to take what the defense gives him sometimes because everything is like, he's trying to get a home run on everything, which is awesome. Cause he, he's good at it, but you know, sometimes you got to dump it underneath like Garoppolo would, so you can let our receivers do what they do and, and get the yak. So, hopefully, he'll he'll get a little more comfortable this game against Dallas and uh, be able to, you know, throw those little ones underneath when he needs to dump it off instead of trying to get the home run every time. It was a great game. It's, he's been doing awesome, and I can't wait to see uh, this matchup. It's going to be really good. So, uh, what's your predictions for the score, Cowboys? <laughs> I'm already looking ahead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's get it done. I think, Ooh. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a beat down. Like we gave the Seahawks. I think we're going to have to score some points because I think the Cowboys have a, have a pretty good offense and we'll, uh, we'll probably see good Dak and, and some big plays from CD lamb and Pollard. I think it's going to be a 38, it's a 33 game. We're going to win wow. a tight one score game and it's going to be a sweat all the way down to the finish. Let's say we're, uh, I think we're going to take the lead going to the fourth quarter and it's just going to be, you know, defense, just hold on, just hold on, hold on. And we'll, we'll stop them in the end. Kind of similar to what happened last year. I think we, we stopped them on their final drive. They were, they were yep. driving and, they ran out of time. That's yeah, that, that may that was, or may not happen again. <laughs> I'm that's that got a burn in Prescott's mind, right? He had yeah. to try and get that playoff and he couldn't. Yeah. Time has run out. This game is over. What do you, what do you see? 
turn out the lights, the party's over. Remember that? And you might yeah, be a little too young for that. But so um, I think that it's going to be a close game, especially in the first half. Both teams want it, and both teams are there for a reason. You're going to see a lot of good football, especially in the first half. And then I think that the way that we play things, that D'Amico and Coach Shanahan make certain adjustments at halftime that they've been doing all season long that will catch Dallas off guard. And in the third quarter, we go up by two touchdowns. And after that, we don't look back. And the final score will be 28 to 21 Niners. A little less scoring in your in your prediction, like yeah, yeah, more we'll see. I just think I, I, defense hasn't been playing as as well as they were earlier in the season, and like I said, I just think That's Dallas true. is going to have some big plays. I think CD Lamb is going to have a good game. We're just got to score more points, and we have We're the have offense to sack to do him. It. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I called that uh, turnover. I text you guys. We need a turnover, and on the next play, we got a turnover, and I, I was so proud of that. Cool. Um, well, I think that's about it for now. I know you got to get to work. So uh, great talking with you. I'm glad we could get you in on the uh, episode. And uh, thank you yeah. so much. Big Go Niners. For being on the show last week. Um, hope everybody liked the Damon Bruce show last yeah, week. Was I awesome. think that was one of our, our best interviews we've ever had. We haven't had many, but when we do have them, they're amazing. And this week I'm going to post some trivia questions on the YouTube site. And uh, then we're going to be reading those off next week. And the winner will get the signed Steve Young football. So um, big prizes coming am, up. Am I, am I eligible to win? Nope. <laughs> Let's let the fans win. Just checking. All right. All, All right, buddy. man. Great to see you, Lucas. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Take care. Let's do this. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.